0: Welcome to a Hope Alive Church podcast, where we strive to be an authentic family of believers, where we believe everyone can encounter the living hope found only in Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy the word. Amen. Amen. I'm ready. Okay. Fired up, women. Amen. Give it to Come on, fired up, women. Amen. Twenty thousand women. I bet you they're gonna have trouble finding out where they're gonna eat at after that. I'm telling you can't decide. Happy Wednesday. Pastor Martha, I didn't do my hair either today. We both didn't do our hair. It's National Ballhead Day today. All the ball-headed people said amen. Thank you, all four of you. Most of you didn't do it by choice either. Amen. Look at your neighbors and say, do you feel what I feel tonight? Aren't you glad you're in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. I said, aren't you glad you're in the house of hope tonight? Aren't you glad you're in the house of healing tonight? Aren't you glad you're in the house of victory tonight? Tell your neighbor you're in the right house tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. We're welcoming all of our guests. I want to also remind you on Tuesday nights around here, we have prayer. Prayer from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I... Uh, have been a little lazy and lackadaisical in telling you about that, but I'm calling this church to find a lifestyle of prayer, not just a need for prayer when you're sick, not just a, a prayer whenever things are going bad, but a lifestyle of prayer. You put prayer in you when you don't need it, it'll be there when you do need it. Amen. Some people use prayer as a a 911 emergency, and how many is glad we have a God that answers the phone when we call? But it's really better to take prayer like a vitamin every day because then it keeps the bad things away from you. Amen? So Tuesday nights from 6 to 9, you can come. You can pray for five minutes. You can pray for three hours. I just see in my spirit a prayer revival coming to Hope Alive Church. Amen? And I know God gave a word to Sylvia, our prayer team leader, on Sunday. And I know there's good things happening. Amen. Open your Bibles. Let's go to the word Luke chapter 18. Everybody say two prayers, one answer. Say it again. Two prayers, one answer. Two prayers, one answer. Luke chapter 18. Now, if you are in one of my, if you are in my Tuesday Night Faith Builders digital discipleship class, you are getting, you're going to get a little bit of what we talked about, but in a different way tonight, because I didn't, I'm not repeating what we talked about last night. I gave you early what I was going to talk about tonight. Does that make sense? And uh, we have, and what they're, what I'm talking about is our digital discipleship Tuesday nights from 830 to 915. You can log on Zoom and we can study the word together digitally from the comfort of your home. If you want to get registered for that, they're going to put my email address up on the screen. Just send me an email that says faith builders. Put that in the subject line and I'll send you the link Uh, Unless you're Nikki Hobson, then I won't get your email, and I'll be struggling. For some reason, my email and Nikki's didn't want to go together very well, did they? But we finally fixed it, right? Uh, But I want to invite you to come. Luke chapter 18, before you go there too, I want to take a poll real quick of who is in the room. In the room is two types of people, and, and some of you will not get this, but some of you will. And you'll know exactly, I want to see who my people are. They're going to put a slide up, slide number one. In the room is these type of people. Just sets one alarm, and that's all you need. And then, there's these type of people. Who are my people number two in the room right here? Are y'all okay? Have y'all had your hearing checked? And all my one alarm people are just mad that they're happy right now. We don't understand why you're so happy. And, and then there's the third group of people that even through all of those alarms, they still sleep right through the alarm and it just, eh, 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 eh. Two different kind of people. It's two different kind of people in the room. Tonight I want to talk about two different kinds of people, two different kinds of prayers. I want to read a parable from Luke chapter 18. Jesus was telling a story. It says in verse nine, he was telling a story. He told stories called parables. They were they were physical examples of spiritual illustration. Uh, Physical illustrations of spiritual truths, I should say. He taught in these parables, and he was teaching this parable, watch what it says, to some people who were sure, everybody say sure. They were sure that they were right with God. They looked down on other people. Somebody's phone's ringing, answer it in Jesus' name. Verse 10 said, he said to those people, he said to them, two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee, look what it says in verse 11, he stood by himself and prayed. And he said, God, I thank you that I am not like those other people. He said, I am not like the robbers who do evil things or those who do evil things I'm not like those who commit adultery I'm not even like this tax collector I fast twice a week he said to God I give a tenth of all that I get but then verse 12 says but the verse 13 the tax collector he stood a little further away than the Pharisee he would not even actually look to heaven he brought his hand toward his heart, and he prayed. and He said, God, have mercy on me, for I am a sinner. Jesus told this group, remember this group was sure that they were right with God. He told this group, he said, I tell you, the tax collector went home accepted by God, but not the Pharisee. All those who lift themselves up will be made humble. And all those who humble themselves will be lifted up. I grew up in church. And my dad preached every week and just preached, preach. And he would have this saying. He said, uh, repeat after me. He would say, I love my pastor. And everybody would say, I love my pastor. Let's try that tonight. I love my pastor. And it wasn't until now that I'm a pastor that he was trying to remind you that he loves you. But he's about to say some things that are going to mess you up. Let's try this again. I love my pastor. Say it again. I love my pastor. But there are two prayers talked about here, but only one got answered. Two prayers One answer we see a story that Jesus was teaching and this in my opinion is one of the most masterfully crafted parables Jesus ever used you know I'm gonna tell you why but but I just I look at the way he stumped this group he was walking and he was teaching and if you read uh, Luke chapter 18 he talked about prayer the whole chapter the first Eight verses he was talking about prayer. After this, he continues to talk about prayer. But this one section stood out to me and has stood out to me for a while because I find myself in these prayers. We all find ourselves in some way, shape, or form in some of these prayers. And he's talking about these two worshipers, these two people who are going to pray, two men who went up to the temple and to pray. And, and to an extent, we have that in common. We are here tonight to worship. Hello, somebody. We are here to pray. We are here to spiritually connect and to engage our spirit with God to be refilled and refreshed. We're not here because our friend invited us. Some of you may be. Welcome. Glad you're here for your first time. But I do want to tell you the rest of us are here because we gotta get some gas. We gotta get some spiritual rejuvenation. We gotta get filled up. We gotta take some time that, and encourage ourselves when I see, when I see my brother over here praising and worship, when I see my sister over here praising and worship, the book of Hebrews says it edifies us and encourages us. And iron sharpens iron. And when somebody stands up and gives their testimony to healing and victory, I get my victory and I get my healing. And I I begin to believe. And when when Pastor Martha begins to exhort us or when Adriana is up here exhorting us or somebody is charging us up, we are being refilled and refueled. We're gathered like these two men up to the temple to worship the Lord. These, These people... Represent some people in our Christian lives And there's three things in this passage of scripture If you're a note taker tonight, I'm going to speak to you so, so take out your phone and text, notes app, whatever it is But I want you to write some things down I first of all see what they went to the temple Why they went to the temple Secondly, I see what they did when they got there Why are you at church tonight? And what are you going to do now that you're here? But most importantly in this passage of scripture, I see that one of them left justified by God and one of them left the exact same way they came in. And tonight... I believe God provides everything we need in the house, but it is up to us to decide if we are going to leave justified and accepted and approved and blessed and received by God, or if we're going to walk out these doors and be the same miserable person that we were when we walked in here tonight. I'm preaching good already tonight. So I want to break these three aspects down of this parable because this parable has some deep spiritual truths. Everybody say spiritual truths. Spiritual truths. Say it again. These are good biblical spiritual foundations that you should be built on as a believer. What are you built on? Let me just stop for just a second and ask you, is the only foundation you have uh, just the fact that you come to church? I got good and bad news. You're in a good place to learn how to build a foundation, but going to church is not enough foundation to keep you in the middle of the storms of Monday, hello, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You need to take what you get in here and you need to build yourself a foundation that you can thrive on, that you can survive, because when the winds of the enemy comes to try to knock us off our foundation, like Jesus said they would do, It's not going to be what church you go to. It's not going to be always, uh, did you do the right thing? It's going to be, is your house built on the rock or is it built on the sand, what Jesus said? What is your foundation? These are some biblical truths that you can trust and build a foundation on. I want to, number one, look at why they went to the temple. Luke chapter 18, verse 10 says, he said to them, two went up to the temple to pray. They came, both of them, to pray. One was a Pharisee. What is a Pharisee? These Pharisees were religious leaders. They were leaders in those days of of people that that they did all the right things. They said all the right words. they, They looked the part. How many know somebody that knows all the right words and looks all the right parts, but down deep inside their heart is somebody different? Be careful looking at people on the outside of what you see. Be careful looking at people that just lift their hands. Sometimes lifting our hands, we could be, I've been in worship services where I'm lifting my hands saying, Lord, a a spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A would sound so good right now. God, thank you for the chicken sandwich. You don't know just because my hands are lifted what I'm doing. The outside will fool everybody. Let me say that again. The outside has fooled people from generation to generations. You can wear your dress to the floor and your hair to the ceiling. You can wear your tie choked all the way till you can't breathe and still have evil living on the inside of you. One was a Pharisee. The other was a tax collector. The tax collector, now they knew who they were. They didn't like them. Tax collectors were known to be scandalous. Don't look at your neighbor. They had a job to do, but of course they took off the top of the pot and kept some for themselves. They had a bad reputation. They had a reputation to be dishonest. And both of these men found themselves in prayer. Both of these men, their purpose was the same, but the people were different. In this room tonight, our purpose is the same, but around this room is different types of people. There are different types of people. This Pharisee was a religious, he a religious man. He 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 wouldn't you wouldn't have been surprised to see him at the temple. He thrived in the temple. That was where he did what he did. But the tax collector. You didn't normally see him in the temple. What was he doing in the temple? He was kind of looked upon as an outcast, as a religious uh, eyesore, that, that religion and, and tax collection, that they did, really didn't, didn't mix very well. But on this occasion, we find somebody who the church didn't necessarily approve of, but this person had a prayer life. Can I preach on that for just a moment? Be careful assessing somebody because of what they do, where they're from, who they are, how they talk. Be careful as Christians to assume that you know whether they're worthy to not have or to have a prayer life. Being a created human by a creator God, he created us with a natural instinct to reach out to him. It doesn't matter if we have degrees in theology. It doesn't matter if we have tenure in church or we have all this knowledge. We naturally, as humans, we need something bigger than ourselves. It is a a natural being. This is not surprising is what Jesus is trying to tell us in this parable. It's not surprising that you would see a tax collector because there is a common intuitive desire for God and man to fellowship with one another. Are you still with me here tonight? That is why people for years have have reached out to God, and the more more, uh, our society has become godless, we took the word prayer, and I was watching football on Sunday, and they said, let us just have a moment of silence, because they don't call it prayer anymore, but deep down, still inside, there is a God-given nature and instinct for God's people, created people, to have fellowship with him. That's why people say, oh my God. They don't even know what they're saying sometimes. But That phrase didn't come, it came from a natural response to say, help. And this tax collector had this same natural instinct. Why? Because prayer is an act of friendship with God. I want you to write this down. Prayer is an act of friendship with God. I know you love God as your Lord and Savior, but do you know Him to be your friend? Do you call Him and include Him? Do you talk to Him when you're going through stuff? Do you celebrate with Him? Or do you only call and pull on Him when you need something from Him? Let me just stop for a minute. What kind of friend is that? Somebody popped in your head right now. (laughs) because they only call you when they need something. Somebody, you popped in somebody's head, because some of us only call others when we need something. This tax collector is also engaging in prayer. Why do I think this is important? Because he was talking to a group of people that were sure they were right with God, and I bet he did that because he made them wonder. They probably wondered, what is he doing? I want to tell you the vision of Hope Alive Church is to be an authentic community of believers where everybody can encounter the living hope found only in Jesus Christ. That's our vision. That's our mission. We want to educate, activate, motivate those in our families, communities, and world to model the words of Jesus in our everyday lives. This is what we want to do. There is going to be people that come through these doors that don't look the part that you think they're supposed to look. There's going to be people come through these doors that are struggling. There, there, there was a time you came through these doors and you didn't look the part. You didn't think people might have not have thought you deserved to be here. But I want to make a point that Jesus said there was a place for the Pharisee and there was a place for the sinner in the same house of worship. As long as I'm the pastor of this church, you're going to have to, I'm telling you, you better get an army, you better get a gang, you better take a lunch too. Because you're going to have to work hard to run me out of this place if you think I'm going to stop allowing everybody to come through these doors. I don't care if they got an alcohol addiction. I don't care if they got a drug addiction. I don't care if they're gay or straight or Republican or Democrat. Everybody has a place to come to the house of the Lord and worship. We don't clean our fish before we catch them. We catch the fish and then we let the Holy Ghost do the cleaning. As long as I live, it doesn't matter if you're a single mom, a single dad. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, black or white. We had some racists leave the church recently. Let me just stop and call it out. We had some racists leave the church recently. I prayed for them and I wished them well. You ain't coming in here acting like you run anything thinking you know who can or who cannot come to church here. Jesus is making a point that there was room for the Pharisee and there was room for the tax collector. This was already a problem for the Pharisees. This already rubbed them the wrong way because they think they thought because of what he did, because of what his reputation was, he didn't have the right to pray. I wanna remind Hope Alive Church that there is room at the altar for everybody. The list of things that I just said to you a minute ago, life is not good in some of those ways. Some of those ways are completely contradictive to the word of God, but it is not my job to be God. It's my job to be Christ's love for humanity one at a time. It's not my job. I'm going to hold hands and love everybody and let the Holy Spirit do what it does. What did they do so we know who... Where they went and what they, but what did they do when they got there? Well, the Bible says that they prayed, but they prayed two different prayers. This was the prayer of the Pharisee. Luke 18, 11, he stood by himself and he prayed. He said these words, God, I'm thankful. I thank you that I am not like other people. I thank you that I'm not like those robbers and those people who do those evil things that Pastor Cliff was just talking about. I'm thankful I'm not like those that commit adultery. I'm thankful that I'm not. And this was the prayer. He said, I'm thankful I'm not even like this fool standing here in church. That's the Cliffalations, new Cliffalations version. Chopped and screwed. Say amen. <laughs> Bars, hello. They say I'm a rapper, but I say no. <laughs> He even began to list off his repertoire of spiritual qualifications. He said, I fast twice a week. This was not, this was not random, he, customary it was for the Jews to fast. They were to fast on the fifth day of the week and on the second day of the week. The reason why they did that because they believe on the fifth day of the week is when Moses went up to the mountain, got the law, and on the second day of the week is when he came down and gave it to the, to the, the people. And so they fasted systematically on the fifth and the second day a week. They only did that because it was religious law just handed down to them. Let me tell you something, if you only fast, this is why I struggle sometimes and I make sure it's God before I'll ever call a corporate fast as a church because some people only fast because it's January. Some people only fast because Jensen talks about fasting on his television program all the month of January. They only fast because the church across the town is fasting. 21 days, 10 days, 7 days. You need to fast when you do spiritual things. You don't need to do them because somebody just told you. You need to do them because you read it in God's word. He revealed it to you and you understand the power of what it does. I, I'm not saying we never have or never will call a fast, but what I'm saying is when you do things, don't do them religiously. He even began to say, he said, I give a, I give a tenth of what I give. Let me tell you something, if you only come down to giving the offering, because that's just what we do, stop that junk. Keep your dollar. Keep your $20. Don't come down here because it's buck in the bucket time. Give because you have a spiritual pull. You have a spiritual direction. Like Pastor Martha said, you have seen the benefit of giving and tithing. The New Testament says if you don't give with a pure heart, keep your money. You might as well burn it up with a lighter if you're just going to throw it away. We don't need your charity. In Hope Alive Church, we're not a charity, Kay. We're here to obey God and what he tells us to do, not religious practices. So this Pharisee, this is insight into his prayer. He was saying, I serve on Serve 120. I serve back in the kids. I read all my scriptures. But he showed a spirit of pride. Everybody say pride. The man that trusted himself, that he was righteous and he despised others. He was one of those that Jesus had in mind when he gave the parable. He he gave that instruction. He said to these people that are right with God. So in his self-righteousness, he thought he was good enough. He expressed no sorrow for his sin. He's not being a being a Christian does not exempt you from sin. Say that again. Let me say it again. You can come to church every time the doors are open. That does not mean you're not going to sin. You need to change your mindset just because I go to church, sin doesn't doesn't attack me. Sin knocks on every single person's door. And let me tell you, if you think that there's no room for sin, and you will never sin. That's a sin in itself. And what I'm trying to tell you is this Pharisee, he expressed no sorrow. He expressed no repentance. He didn't even bring a request to God. He offered no praise to God. This wasn't prayer. It was a parade of his pride. How do I know this? Because look how many times he used the word I in his prayer in verse 11 and verse 12. He said the Pharisee stood and prayed and said, I thank you that I am not like other people and I am not like robbers and I am not like those that commit adultery and I am not even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. What does that sound like? But how many times have we prayed and said, God, I can't do this no more. I don't want to forgive them. I don't want this and I don't want that. He's giving us some insight into this prayer. This Pharisee suffered a deadly sin. Write this down. Pride is a deadly sin. Pride is a deadly sin. It is, it is, it is, a, result, it is a wrong result of how we view God how we view ourselves and how we view others. I wrote this down. The lens of pride will give you a distorted view of God, ourselves and others. Pride will give you a distorted view. We have to, everybody say, I have to. We have to address the pride in our prayers. We have to address the pride in our hearts and in our minds. We have almost, and and I'm speaking carefully because this, this will really make some people mad. And if you're already a little upset, I'm talking to you. Amen. But we already try to glamorize and excuse and often identify with pride instead of doing what the Bible says and distancing ourselves from pride. How do you distance yourself from pride? You humble yourself. You get down and you're willing to take the lower position, the lower place of heart. You're wi- you don't always have to be in charge and have the final say and have the last word and have it your way in order for you to participate. This Pharisee had a prayer full of pride. Now the tax collector, he came to God with a spirit of repentance. He came to God with no illusions about himself. He came to God knowing full well that he had fallen short, knowing full well that his ideas and his practices were not bringing glory to God. He knew full full well, and he offered this true prayer in verse 13. He stood farther away from the Pharisee. He would not even look up to heaven, it says, and he brought his hand to his heart, and he prayed, and he said, God, have mercy on me. I have sinned. Romans tells us that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Just because you go to church for a 10-year of time, a a period of time, or just because you know enough scriptures, just because you know enough preachers, you follow enough people on Instagram does not mean that you will not encounter sin at some point. And if we are not careful, we will turn our prayer time into an Amazon wish list, two-day shipping, instead of bringing a heart of repentance to the Father and saying, God, I have messed up. I have allowed my uh, my temper to get the best of me. Come on, y'all that can't watch your mouth sometimes like me. Sometimes my temper and my mouth writes checks that, like my dad says, he writes some checks your rear end can't cash. That's country for you better keep your mouth shut. Sometimes my mouth will get me into more situations because I speak before I think. And I have to go to God and say, I didn't mean what I said. And then because I am a believer, I have to go to that person and I have to ask for forgiveness. And I have to say, I said something out of turn. I shouldn't have said. And I don't like to apologize. So, So eventually I learned my lesson. Keep your mouth shut. That's that's another scripture. Keep your mouth with an F shut. We must, everybody say I must, pursue and practice prideless prayer. Prideless prayer. Always about you. How dare we only come to God when we need him to be a salvation ring while we're drowning. How dare we only come to God when we need him to whip out his, his healing wand and just do some healing over us. Now I'm glad you got here. And I've been guilty of it too. But prideless prayer comes to God and says, I want to humble myself before you. The secret to success in faith is not defeat the devil. The devil's defeated. In case y'all didn't know, read the end of the book. Hell was not created for sinners. Hell was created for a devil. Hell was created for the devil to go to, and he's spending his life on this earth and in this realm right now trying to pull as many people as he can with him. But it was pride that turned him from an angel into a devil. Pride turns holy things into unholy things. Satan was the, before he was Satan, he, he was the worship leader in heaven. Did you know that? He was the song leader. That's why music has always been a way to get people off of their faith because he's good at his job. He had a beautiful voice, but one day his pride got in the way, and the word says, I saw Satan fall like lightning, and he fell from his place as the worship leader, and he became, so pride will turn unholy things, or holy things into unholy things. We have to practice prideless prayer. 2 Corinthians, go there really quick, chapter 7. I want to read a scripture where Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. He wrote one of those, I love my pastor letters. He told him some things that, that he found out made him mad. And if you read earlier in 2 in Corinthians chapter 7, he's he kind of apologized. And he said, well, he said it here in verse 8. He said, even if my letter made you sad, I'm not sorry I sent it. Paul said, okay. <laughs> he said, even if it made you upset, I'm not sorry I sent the letter. He said, at first I was sorry. I see that my letter hurt you, but only for a little while. Look what verse 9 says. He says, now I'm happy. I'm not happy because you were sad. I'm happy because your sadness led you to turn away from your sin. You became sad just as God wanted you to, so you were not hurt in any way by us. Watch this, verse 10. Verse 10. Godly sadness causes us to turn from our sins and be saved. We have been so indoctrinated with God's just in the business of making you smile all the time that we forgot our Father loves us so much that He chastens us at times. He disciplines us. He corrects us. This is a godly, holy Sadness that this tax collector brought. It is a repentant heart. And Paul said, we're not sorry that you're sad because it convicted you to turn from your sin. I told you this was an I love my pastor message. Worldly sadness, it will bring death. But godly sadness will turn you towards eternal life. So next time you're feeling a little guilty, this is, this is when you accept Jesus You receive His Holy Spirit. When you receive that infilling of His Spirit, you can't just do what you used to do. You can't just go along with the things you used to could just go along with. Because the Holy Spirit is on the inside saying, oh, no, 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 no. You don't live that way no more. No, 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 and, and all your friends, they'll go all the way out here. You meet up with the girls on a girls' night, ladies. You go, They go all the way to this point, but because you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, the Holy Ghost will stop you right here, and it'll tell you, oh, it looks like I'm going to have to go a little early because the Holy Spirit is worth That is a repentant spirit. That is a godly sadness that brings us to turn from our sin. Are we growing here tonight? So we know what they went to do And we know what they did when they got there Two prayers still But I'm ending with this Here's how they returned from church that day Verse 14 says I tell you, Jesus speaking If you have a physical Bible These words are in red in your Bible Jesus speaking You can argue with me You can throw rocks at me and quit my church. Go ahead. We need your seat anyway. Jesus said, the tax collector went home accepted by God. But the Pharisee that said, I don't want to be like them. I don't want to be like her. Look at her. That's her third husband in two years. Look at her. she, She got three kids by four different daddies. Figure that out. Look at him, can't even hold a job. Look at him, can't keep his eyes on Jesus. Those Pharisee, he prayed those prayers. And I'll be danged if I'm the only one in this room that has prayed the pr- like that before. Because we've all looked at others and said, Thank you God, I'm not like them. You may not want to admit it. Jesus said, Pharisee he went home the same way he came but the tax collector that said forget about everybody else he said God I've really messed some things up forget about my prayer being how much money you can get to my bank account forget about my prayer being all my wants and wishes and God cares about all of those things you guys tax collector, the one with a bad rap, with a long list, a long pe- pedigree of mistakes, Jesus said he's the one that got answered. There were two prayers, but only one prayer got answered that day. The self-righteous, self-confident, self-opinionated Pharisee probably walked out of that church that day prouder than ever before. at least I'm not like them look at them going through marriage problems at least we're not like them. look at them they don't they can't even get their children in the in order so glad I'm not like them. look at them look at them they can't even keep a job look at their old car look at all these things the enemy wants us to focus on other people when we pray tax collector said I came here to be justified by you my focus is to be in right standing with you I'm gonna say something bold probably more of your prayers would be answered if they weren't so self-focused or so focused on other things and other people that we started our prayers being repentant and remorseful and having what Paul called a godly sadness for the areas we have let God down. The Pharisee wanted to justify himself. He wanted to boast of all his, I go to hope alive, God. Uh, Pastor Cliff is my pastor, and I hear the word every Sunday and every Wednesday, and none of that mattered. I love you. I love being your pastor, but in the light of eternity, you're here to grow, but I cannot be the one that answers your prayers or even forgives your sin. He has to be the one. It is never about belonging to the right church. It's about having the right heart. sought to justify himself, but the tax collector knew what Paul told the Romans when he said, the free gift of God's grace, Romans three twenty four, makes us right with him. Free, everybody say free. Free means you don't have to do anything for it. You know how many people don't trust free anymore? because we have been so trained by society that free, there's a catch somewhere. I feel like that's a demonic trick to take us away from the amazing grace of God. The grace of God is so real and so free. Grace is giving you what you do not deserve. Mercy is not giving you what you do deserve. I commit a crime, I go into the court, and the courtroom, I'm facing five years, and the judge says, it's wiped away, you're forgiven, that's mercy, grace is coming in to your office and said, you're underqualified, you're you're not, maybe you don't compare, but here I have a promotion, or here's something, that's grace and mercy. The free gift of God's grace is what makes us right with Him. And what was the place that was paid for it all? This is not an ornament to wear around your neck or hang on your wall. Nothing wrong with those things, but we've made a decoration out of what God made a declaration for. We made the cross a decoration. And God said so much on the cross for us. He went home a changed The tax collector went home a new man, a better man, a justified man. Stand with me tonight. I heard you. I heard your mind say, I sure am glad I'm not like that Pharisee. But here's the trap. Here's the is Jesus was even talking to the people that don't want to be like the Pharisee. Don't you dare get a place of heart where the Pharisee just becomes another person on the list that you don't want to be like. Oh, I I read this scripture for the first time one time and I I said, I don't want to ever be like that guy. But all that does is make me just as guilty as he is. Because I, I want to congratulate my own humility. Anytime you got to turn around and congratulate your own humility, that's a subtle form of pride. This was supposed to be a death, and we were supposed to die the same death daily, which means our daily flesh has to be crucified. Crucified tonight on this Wednesday night it's not an accident you're here but if you're doing nothing but looking at the shortcomings of everybody else even us in ministry can I preach to us in ministry oh they should know better by now instead of bringing our humility to God and working out our own salvation the Pharisees for all of us. We like to think we're not religious and uptight. But the truth is we've all probably in our prayer time looked and said, I don't ever want to be like them. Or compared ourselves to anybody else. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, the last scripture I want to read to you. It says God's grace, everybody say grace. God's grace is saved because of your faith in Christ. Your salvation, listen, it doesn't come from all the religious things you do. Thank you for your tithing. Thank you for your serving. But that doesn't make you saved. Thank you for coming to Hope Alive Church. Thank you for giving. But the only thing that makes you saved is putting your faith in Jesus. It's a gift. It's not based on anything. Because if so, you'd be able to brag like that Pharisee. And that is the way God answers your prayers. Two prayers, but only one God answered. My challenge to you tonight: I want you to close your eyes all over this room. Our prayer team and team is coming into place. My big challenge, the big idea I want to give you. First of all, I want to say. repentance is about you laying down and turning away from your sin. Not you getting a temporary pass from sin, but where you not only lay it down, but you turn and you say, I don't Social media can be a sin if it separates you from God. I'm not here to give you a list. I'm here to give you a mindset. Whatever's separating you from the cross. That's my prayer tonight. But secondly, if your life is gripped by pride, and one of the indicators of that is, I know it's not me. (laughs) That's probably the biggest flag, red flag. is damming up the flow of God's resources to you because we are prideful it's it's lowering thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms or visit us online at myhopealive.church.